Welcome to the Hope Church Port St. Lucie Sermon of the Week. We pray you enjoy this message by Pastor Justin Gaston. For more information about Hope Church and other resources, please visit IamHope.Church. Come on, turn in your Bibles to uh, Luke for me, Luke chapter 1. We apologize about the technical difficulties with the TV screen, but um, we'll go old school. If you got your Bible, share it with your neighbor. Come on now, what you know about that? Lean over. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. We're going to read all of this now, so if you read your Bible all week, you're going to get it in tonight. It says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and consider what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name, what? Call his name Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angels, how can this be since I don't know a man? And the angels answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit, the who? The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. God, we thank you tonight for um, just your presence tonight, God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. God, tonight there are some people in desperate need of a miracle. And God, we know if there's one business that you're still in, it's the miracle working business. So God, we call on no other name but your name tonight, God, declaring that you are in this place. And Father, we thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Come on, you may be seated. I'm old school. I remember Shirley Caesar said she was next in line for a miracle. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Any Shirley Caesar fans out there? Come on. Young folks talking about some, you name it. Not that Shirley, not 2016 Shirley. Look. No, not, not, not that one. But I want to I wanna just kind of um, look at real quick the miracle of the conception. Um, because Mary being a virgin without having any intimacy with the man, it's kind of mind-blowing that she could even conceive a child. And so the miracle itself was in the conception. And, um, and one thing I want to point out, that it's completely normal for Mary to carry Jesus. Because it's not abnormal for a woman to carry a child, right? It was how she conceived that was the miracle. It was how she conceived because she never was intimate with the man. That kind of blows my mind and makes people scratch their head. Because Mary wasn't a candidate for this kind of conception. The reason why she wasn't a candidate because she was 16 and she was uh, not yet married. But anybody know that even when you're not a candidate, even when your status says that you're not qualified, that if God wants to bless you, he'll make anything move to get a blessing to you. Even when you're not qualified by people, if God wants to get some miracle to you, he'll do anything to get that miracle to you. God will call a drug addict out of his addiction and bless him. So your status does not qualify you for a miracle. God qualifies you for that. And so Mary could have said, God, God, I'm 16. I don't know a man. How is it possible that I'm going to carry this child? Well, write this down first, that the miracle was not in the carrying, it was in the conception. 
The miracle was not in the carrying. It was in the conception. Because the conception was God's part. But the carrying is our part. Tell your neighbor, you play a role in the miracle God wants to break into your life. Don't think you can just hang back and, and say, God, I want a miracle and sit on your seat. You can't say, God, I want a man and show up to Walmart every day in your hair bunny and your, and your, and your pajamas on. And, but, but you want God to bring something to your, to your life. So understand, you play a role in the miracle God wants to bring into your life. So tonight, I want to help you carry this miracle. Because I said in the beginning that who needs a miracle tonight? Because the fact that you need a miracle means that the miracle has already been released in the spirit. You just got to bring it into the natural, right? And so I want to help you bring this miracle from spirit to flesh tonight. So one way I want to do that is by giving you four points. going to be real quick. So point number one, the first thing you're going to need tonight to bring this miracle is that you're going to need help. Somebody say, I need help. Say, I need help. Luke chapter 1, verse 46, Mary sings this song of affirmation and celebration to God about his goodness. But she doesn't sing this song of affirmation and celebration until she has a conversation with Elizabeth that gives her confirmation about her situation. I'm going to say that again. I'm dropping bars tonight. She doesn't, she doesn't sing this song of celebration until she has a conversation with Elizabeth that gives her confirmation about her situation. And so God knew that, Mary, you're going to be confused about what you're carrying, so I'm going to send you help. I'm going to send you someone that's a little further in the process. That, 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 that when you are confused about what God has spoken over you, you're going to run to Elizabeth, like it said in verse, verse 36. If you got it, it says, Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has conceived a son in her old age. And this is a now, and he's now six months, for she was barren, verse 42. Mary shows up to the house. Then she spoke out loud with her voice, said, blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your own. So Mary shows up to Elizabeth's house. And one thing that God knew that Mary was going to need was someone that could coach her along the way. Women, we call this midwife, right? Because when I'm carrying this thing, I need somebody to help me walk through this thing. Because, because you may think that you can do everything by yourself, but there comes a point in your walk with Christ that you're going to need some help. And so God knew, hey, Mary, you're going to need someone named Elizabeth that's going to say, hey, hey, I was barren, but now I'm carrying a child. Which means that if God did it for me, Mary, don't quit on what God is doing for you. Mary, there was a point in my life where I didn't think I was going to even conceive a child, but God has still been faithful and good to me. And so Mary is encouraged by Elizabeth because one thing Elizabeth doesn't do that when Mary shows up, she's not complaining. She's not saying, well, you know, you know how pregnant women get sometimes. They got every right to. I mean, let me save myself. They got every right to. She didn't say, Mary, Mary, the pain is so hard. It's so tough. No, she took that time to encourage Mary through her process. And one thing that, that, that you got to surround yourself around people that will take time out to encourage you in your process. You don't have time to waste being around people that would complain and whine the whole time. She didn't show up for complaining. She showed up for encouragement. 
Come on, can we thank God for the people along the way in your process that have encouraged you, that said don't quit, that said don't give up, that said you're going to make it, that said don't throw the towel in. She came in. She had a midwife. So the first thing she needed was what? She needed help. Write that H down real big in your notes. Put real capital, real big capital H. She needed help tonight. Second thing Mary had to understand is that she was going to face some oppositions. Somebody shout opposition. Opposition. Mary, you're going you're to come into some oppositions. Luke chapter 2, verse 7. Chapter 2, verse 7. It says that, so, well, verse 6 says, so it was that when they were there that, that, that the days for delivery had come to completion and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger. Laid him where? In a manger because there was no room for him in the end. She laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the end. She, she, she thinks because I'm carrying Jesus that wherever I go, doors are supposed to open up. Because <laughs> I ain't carrying just no any kind of child. I'm carrying the Savior of the world. And so when I go to the Holiday Inn, they don't really, I got Jesus inside of me. And so if I got Jesus inside of me, you need to kick somebody else out. But the Bible says that there was no room for her in the end. Write this down. Some of you are saying I am where I am because people rejected me. Mary faces some rejection. There is no room for you here. But let me tell you today that you are where you are because you were too big for what you tried to settle. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. I said you are where you are because you were too big for what you tried to settle. Because you never realized what was really inside of you because kings aren't born in place of normalcy. Mary, Mary was trying to do what the, what the normal mother would do. But understand that the thing you are carrying isn't a normal thing, Mary, so you can't be born in a normal place because kings are born in the field. Speaking to someone that's in process right now, speaking to a David right now, that you, that you think because that you have a calling on your life, because you have an anointing on your life, that you're supposed to be in this big, uh, spectacular place. But, but, but some of the greatest people started in the civic center. <laughs> some of the greatest leaders of this world started inside of a trailer. With eight people. And so, so, so understand that, Mary, you were about to settle for a place you were too big for. Jesus couldn't be born inside of a place of normalcy. God, God won't let you push in the wrong places. <laughs> he won't let you push in the wrong places. Don't waste your energy pushing in a place that cannot contain the, the capacity of the miracle God's put inside of you. Some of you have given too much energy to a place. Some of you have given too much energy to a job. Some of you have given too much energy to a position. So God won't let you push in the wrong place. And the rejection is to keep you back on the right track. And so, 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 so Mary faces this, this opposition that it would make sense for me to show up. And because I'm carrying Jesus, that this door is going to open. But sometimes our inconvenience is convenient for God. Because we want to do the thing that's convenient for us. But God says that sometimes your inconvenience is when I want to show up the most. When it doesn't make sense to you. Shout opposition. A third name. Right there, O down. Real big. Just like this. Y'all see my hand? Just like that. The third thing she needs. 
that she's going to go through is process. God spoke to me when I was putting this message together. And he said, first off, do I have any mamas in the house? Anybody ever given birth to a child? <laughs> Anybody is done giving birth to kids? Never again. <laughs> God told me that you and Mary went through the same process. You and Mary went through the same process. Because the miracle was not in the carrying, it was, it was in the conception. And so just because what you have comes from God doesn't mean that you're going to be exempt from process. Ooh, I'm going to say it again. It's quiet. Mary is carrying Jesus. But just because you're carrying Jesus does not mean that you are exempt from process. Because what you went through, Mama, is the same thing Mary went through. She still had to carry Jesus nine months. The miracle was not in the conception. I mean, the miracle was in the conception, but not in the carrying. Some of you think just because the miracle you have comes from God exempts you from process. No, it doesn't. No, you will go through some things. You will still be stretched. <laughs> but understand that the greater the stretching, the bigger the blessing. Because God has to make room for the thing he wants to bring into your life. Some of you have rejected your, your stretching season and really don't understand why your blessing is so small. Because you never allowed yourself to be stretched for God to bring into your to your life something bigger. And so just because you're carrying Jesus means, hey, hey, you're still going to be stretched. Watch this. You're still going to feel a contraction. Mamas, do contractions feel good? <laughs> Men, do contractions feel good? It should have been silence. Like, how we know? <laughs> you're still going to feel contractions. Some of you are confused because of the pain you're, you're feeling is directly connected to the miracle that you have. Contractions, things getting tighter. Anybody ever been in a tight season in your life where all you had to depend on was God? No, see, I'm, I'm talking about, see, this woman right here, see, 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 one thing she taught me was how to suffer. Because we don't teach a generation how to, because suffering is a part of the Bible, right? Peter says that after you've suffered a while, that God will establish you. I'm talking about a tight season. I'm talking about kind of money out the, out the jar to make a dollar out of 15 cents. And you know that the, the, the only way that your lights are still on is because Jesus has somebody knock on your door with the money. The only way that's food in your refrigerator is because God, man, I'm talking about a tight season. What some of you have mis mistaken as a demonic attack is actually a contraction. Is that you are in process to give birth to the miracle God's put inside of you. You're calling it the devil. God says it's a contraction. Your tight season is just a contraction. God is making room for something to be birthed out of you. You're still going to go through some contractions. Things getting tight. And watch this. Just because you're carrying Jesus does not mean your pain will be exempted. You're still going to have some pain. Mary, I know how pregnant women get when they get to like that month number nine and then they mad at everybody. You did this to me. You did this to me. Come on, man. But we do God the same way. Because we don't understand the season we're in and we start saying, God, you did this to me. 
I'm pretty sure Mary got to a point where she was carrying this child. And she's like, God, God, the pain I'm experiencing is because you did this to me. Pain is a part of the process because the pain tells you when to push. Because <laughs> they got this thing called epidural. Epidural, that's right. Yes. And what epidural does, it numbs you so you don't know when to push. And so you're kind of confused when to push. But when I learned, so our first child, we used it. Our second child, they tricked us. They told her they used it, but they really didn't. She was like, I took it out. <laughs> she was like, what? But, but the pain told her when to push. And some of you have rejected the pain, but you need the pain in your life to teach you when to push. Because the pain is a part of the process that you're going to experience, even though you're carrying Jesus. Hope, opposition, process, write that P down, real big. Last thing is expectation. You're going to need some expectation because expectation puts your pain into a perspective. Because it's easier to push when I know why I'm pushing. <laughs> I said expectation puts your pain into a perspective. It's one thing when I'm experiencing pain, but ain't nothing coming. But what makes me push harder is when I'm expecting something to come. And so expectation puts your pain into a perspective. And the reason why some of you have quit in your process, you have quit in your pain because you've lost your expectation. I asked tonight, who showed up for a miracle? It was like, <laughs> trying to catch coals. No coals open all night, Pastor. And that tells me that you lost your expectation, that you've given up on what's inside of you. But understand that in order to get what's in you out of you, you're going to need expectation because your expectation is going to put your process into context. Some of you won't understand what you're going through, but you will understand the push when you feel the pain. And when you push when you feel the pain, you're going to see what God put inside of you. But it's never going to make sense until you start pushing. Don't wake up a day of your life not expecting God to do the miraculous. You should show up every single day with expectation. Show up every single church service with expectation because there is something inside of you God wants to get out of you. Don't let the pain make you stop pushing. And how you do that is showing up with expectation every single time. Write that E down real big. Worship team, y'all, come on, come on. What was number one? What was number two? Number three? Number four? What's that word? What's that word? Oh. Mary, I want you to realize that what's inside of you is not just for you. It's going to bring hope to the entire world. I want to tell someone tonight that, that the miracle that you're praying for is not just for you. It's going to bring hope into your family. Some of you have have decided to stop pushing, but God says don't push because what's inside of you is not just for you. It's going to set your children free. It's going to set your marriage free. 
Mary had no idea that she was carrying Matthew 12, 21, the hope of the world. And so, Mary, we need you to, we need you to keep pushing. We need you to keep carrying Jesus because, because you're going to give birth to a person that, that's going to set you free. That's going to set you free and set you free. And we thank God that God gave us the hope of Jesus Christ in this holiday season. What God gave you is not just for you. It's to bring hope to someone else tonight. I want you to stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Thanks for listening to today's message. We hope that you are blessed by God's word. To find out more information about Hope Church or to financially partner with us to continue sharing the gospel, please visit IamHope.Church.